Hey there, my name is Katie Romagnolo, and ever since I can remember, I've been obsessed with magic. Have you ever wondered why some people seem to have all the luck? Why is it that one person can struggle with years of hard work to accomplish very little, and yet another can seem like an overnight success? I started out in this life thinking that I could logically plan my way to success. But after a decade of struggling, feeling unappreciated, and ultimately hitting rock bottom, I finally broke the code. Life has a flow, and that movement is greatly influenced by our universe. The moon holds a sacred rhythm to health, wealth, and happiness for you to tap into. Join me weekly to learn how to harness the power of the moon to achieve your goals, find your purpose in life, and balance your emotions while figuring it all out. Yes, you can change your life. Now as a best-selling author in mental and spiritual healing, I am infusing all of my most magical tools for you here so that you can embrace the life you crave. Welcome to the Moon Magic Podcast. Welcome back. I'm your host, Katie Romagnolo, and today I've got a special magical human with me, someone who I just clicked with right away when we met. I've got Bailey Couture here today, who does intuitive soul healing and is a recovery mentor with Wild and Well Healing. Welcome, Bailey. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. I am like so grateful, so honored. I love listening to your podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. You are such a light and I absolutely love your energy. You're just always really high vibe. And I'm not sure if you realize how inspiring you really are on like your social channels. And I just love watching your stories on Instagram. (laughs) Thank you. I try really hard just to show up as I am. And especially lately, like I I've been in this kind of social selling and and working kind of um, space for a few years. I just changed directions, like not um, like about a year or so ago. Uh, So I'm very comfortable on my stories, but more and more, I've realized I'm opening up more and it is getting like quite a, quite a positive response. So if if you are ever wondering, like, should you show up crying or with tears or after crying or just in bed head, however, just show up as you are. People love it. (laughs) Yes. Oh goodness. So I love this message so much because that whole, like when we speak into soul recovery and healing, and I'm going to have you talk about what you really do here, but don't you find a lot of it is really just showing all the vulnerable parts of us that we've pretended that we don't have? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. A hundred percent. There is something so powerful in sharing our experiences and, and where we are in the moment, especially through healing, because I know for me, like when I first started on my journey and like, we're the journey never ends. Like there's always something more to uncover and to work on as you continue through life. And so as a mentor, it's very important for me to show up throughout my journey where I am so that my clients can understand. And there's that extra connection when you do show up vulnerable. And it's, it's very important also for that shame spiral that we can so easily get caught up in. Cause the more we can see and like see other people and be like, Oh my gosh, you, you're going through this too, even though we're all unique and our journeys are all unique, just that kind of little me too is so important for like squashing shame. 
Mm, yes. And, you know, it's a funny thing, this shame, because I remember back to like my real estate days working as a broker and hustling and thinking like when I would see somebody that would really show up in their business and do like the cold calling and all the things I didn't want to do. I used to say this weird little phrase that was, oh, that person has no shame. They're able to do that, that I'm not able to do because they have no shame. And I would say it like the shame, not having it was a bad thing. Like I was shaming them yeah. for not having shame. Yeah, I totally get that. Like it's where I, I know I grew up feeling like guilty for so many things that I didn't need to that like added on to the shame and this kind of like perfectionism. And then when you don't have, when you aren't that, and like you go around fearing that I know for me, it was, I was very afraid of disappointing people and, and everything. And that added to this like guilty feeling. And when you go around and you're holding on to that, it's so easy. It's triggered when you see other people like going around living without shame. It's very triggering then because it's something that's coming up that you do need to sort of like work on. And yeah, so you hold on to that like very judgmental kind of view, especially when you struggle with like perfection shadow, I find, because you mm -hmm. compare yourself a lot to other people. Yeah. And I think, you know, women, I'll, I'll speak for women for a moment here and feel free to reject this. If this is you listening and this is not where you feel you are, but I feel like women as a whole, we really hold on to these feelings much more than men do. And we also struggle with perfection. I think a lot more too, because mm -hmm. it can feel like we've got many more roles that we do in a day. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I like doing things well when I do something, so feeling like I've got all these things to do, how do I show up doing them? Well, all of a sudden that chatter really comes through a lot of the time. And this particular phase, like we're shifting into first quarter this week here. And it's all about like, as we're taking action towards what we really want, and we're starting to shift into that more assertive role and letting go of that shame, what can happen is the triggers, all of the triggers this week as to why you feel you can't do something that maybe you wrote on a list, like at the beginning of the week saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do that is connected to all of my intentions from last week. But then all of a sudden we start self-sabotaging. So like in your work with clients and this recovery of soul and healing and all the amazing parts to what you do, have you found that, you know, clients tend to not see where they're actually sabotaging themselves in what they really want? Yes. Um, one of the big things that I kind of get my clients to work through first before we really actually even dive into any kind of inner work is building a good foundation of self-love so that when these triggers do come up, we have a much uh, better ability to see them with grace and with compassion instead of getting caught in them and, and continuing to like beat ourselves up and then in self-sabotage. So before I have my clients, so I, one of the things I do, I have a six week um, group mentorship program, and I also offer one-on-one -on -one mentor mentoring. And the first whole first little bit is just about building up really that foundation and getting a good daily, um, like journaling practice in so that you are showing up in other ways and like embodying that self-love in more ways than just uh, with mirror work and, and, and meditations. You're also able to sort of navigate through your thoughts and everything. We do a lot of um, like morning pages 
And then you're able to leave it on the page and kind of walk away and like leave your negative thoughts there. And then at the end of the day, you come back with your gratitude. So you're balancing it out, but you're really connecting into that self-love piece, that grace, that compassion, which is so crucial when you are doing this inner work, when you're doing shadow work, when you're dealing with triggers and working through them so that you can do so with non-judgment, with non-attachment. And that's where you're able to like actually move through and heal and not get caught up in that like spiral. Yeah. It's a really interesting thing that happens as we start to have awareness on the triggers that are there. And I love that practice of like leaving that there on the table essentially, and then coming back in a different way. And I've heard you talk a lot about, you know, embodying and really tapping into that sacral part of you and how that really helps to connect into your inner goddess. Like how is the, the sacral really connected into your work? One, it comes up a lot in my Reiki work. Um, I'm a Reiki uh, practitioner. I get my master's in August, which I'm so excited about because um, Reiki has been like my number one tool, like tr- the biggest tool that I've ever used that has just transformed my life like tenfold. Like since I got my my training, it just took my life on this whole other like direction. And I'm so thankful for it. I, I, I love Reiki. I could talk about Reiki like all day, but, um, so I noticed with my own sessions, like when I was getting sessions from other people and doing myself sessions that I was super, super like blocked and balanced in, in that area. And then I, Um, I I didn't really think too much about it. Um, I wasn't really into, I I really believe that I didn't have any like creative kind of power. Like I, I wasn't into creating things. And it's one of the reasons I like never associated with my sun sign, which is Pisces, because they're like creators and dreamers. And I very much like convinced myself I was none of those things. And it actually wasn't until, so I did experience a miscarriage in November, um, a miss miscarriage and through healing and, and, and dealing with that grief, um, from that situation, I really started to connect finally, like very deeply to what healing needed to be done in my sacral chakra. And, um, again, it just opened up this whole other door, like just how, and it was amazing to me to feel into this space. And I started to dive deeper into um, our, the sacral and in that womb space. I don't really like to say womb space. I have a hard time with that language, just coming up with a term that's like other than womb, that's more like inclusive. So I like to say sacred sacral um, because we all have a sacral space and just add sacred to it because it's so connected to the universe. Like we hold in that space, the universe inside of it and all of creation. And I had identified so deeply with my abilities and put my, my identity so deeply into my abilities of procreation. And it really like caused me to have this huge other awakening and understanding that it, the power that lies in there and our power and the divine feminine is so much more than just procreation and, and being able to do that because we can create in so many different ways, like create our lives and use this energy that is in this space. 
And really what has helped me connect in the embodying piece is um, using and moving the energy within my body. So using with movement and meditations that help to activate that Shakti energy, which like kind of resides in there and, and get that flowing. And I love adding movements now to my meditation because it just opens you up so much more when you get rid physically like get rid of all that energy so like when you meditate and you're sitting down or you lay down in like corpse pose like your energy doesn't really move you're kind of just when you meditate in that way which is still great like I still love to meditate like that too but you just sort of like remove yourself kind of from your body you you get outside of of yourself and you just witness things Whereas when we, when we can focus and add this kind of more sacred, feminine and sacral element to it all, we really get to move that energy and really cleanse out what is stagnant within us in a way that's like, just opens us up, makes you feel so much lighter and really um, connects you back into your power. So that's why, why I'm really into that right now. And it's become like a huge part of my journey. Oh, wow. Okay. So you just like articulated this so beautifully on something that is kind of tricky to, you know, get others to understand with that sense of power and what have happens with the movement of energy. And I love that you really spoke into how we all have that sacral energy. We all have that creative energy, that power within us and shifting that language from, you know, it being your womb, because that can be very exclusionary. Right. And it can be also very triggering to, for those who have had an experience within the womb. Mm -hmm. So I, I also think that's amazing when we're able to open up our language to have it be less confining. Cause I think, you know, as much as we try nowadays, it's, there's a lot of labels, right? We, we try to be free in terms of society and where we are, but there's been a a lot of even self-imposed labels. I think that we do to ourselves unintentionally through programming. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Yeah. So even like for me, connecting into the sacral has always been about my divine feminine, right? And Mm -hmm. I I think for a long time, I also rejected my divine feminine because I had to be a sort of like the strong person that took care of myself, Mm -hmm. right? And lean into that masculine part of who I was. And I really thought in business and sales initially that like you had to be assertive and you know, you had to be this extreme extrovert. And it's like, I masked over, I kind of removed and pretended it wasn't there, that part of me. And it didn't serve me. Oh, yeah, I totally like, I can totally relate to that in a different way where I, I really, um, I disconnected a lot from my own feminine energy, uh, and way like back because of so much to do with my like, that perfection shadow that I really was carrying around for a long time. I was constantly comparing myself. Like my, my family is amazing. I love my family, but I was an outsider. So my mom like married, um, she had me young and then married a man who's my dad, like full on my dad. Mm -hmm. I love him. And they had two, two kids together. So my siblings are like my half siblings, but I always in my mind always felt like I had to prove myself 
as part of the family as like a whole. And so I constantly was always go, 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 like not stopping, not resting. I constantly was comparing myself to other people. And as I got older, this, I I did get into very, um, I struggled with addiction and alcohol that turned into even more taking me away from this feminine energy. And I was comparing myself to men all the time. I was trying to fight men all the time when I was not sober. Like it was really crazy. The masculine energy had such a hold on me and I burnt out all the time. And then I got really into fitness and I burnt out even more. And it, it was just, it was really eye opening to me to just see when you start tapping into that feminine energy again and just realizing like, oh my gosh, like how freeing it is to start to find that balance. It's not about like one only attaching to one, but finding that balance and figuring out how you can use that masculine part, the masculine energies, the the focus and the drive and the like concentration, that determination, all that in order to embrace the sacred flow and let those other things come into your life. When you get that balance or you, and you start to find that it is so freeing. And like you realize though, how much society is not even set up for us to actually live like that, to embrace that. It is so much set up on the 24 hour masculine cycle. And it's, I I love though, that there is seeming to be a shift in this, like in the narrative and people are starting to embrace that like feminine flow way more and finding that balance, which I think is beautiful. I'm seeing a lot of it online and I love that. Yeah. Oh goodness. I couldn't agree more. And it's like, we hear about people talking about burnout. And then as they're talking about burnout, they're like burnt out because they're trying to like hustle and and get the message out there about how they're burnt out. Oh my gosh, for me. So before I got, got off on my own and started doing um, wild and well healing, I was a beach body coach and I started coaching when my youngest was two months old and he has, we have struggled with him sleeping. Like even just this week, he was up two nights, like from 11 till three, 11 till four, like two nights this week. And he's like over two now, but we struggled. I was going off of like two hours sleep, two hours of sleep for six months. And I never stopped working out. I never missed a day. I pushed myself and pushed myself thinking that that was what I needed to do to be successful in my business. And I went like that for like over a year. It was insane. My body just like done. Like when, when you stop like listening to the subtle signs like, Oh, I'm really tired. Maybe I should go to sleep. Eventually your body just like shuts down and it's insane. It's awful. Oh goodness. And so I I'm sure this speaks into why like recovery and mentor is so much a part of who you are and having that personal journey, right? Like rest and recovery is something that we think is the last thing we'll do when we're done. And we're never done. So if you're never done, when do you rest and recover from all that you're pushing and how much I love with moon phases is all about the rest and recovery stages, the flipping from like the masculine energy of moving ahead and being assertive and taking action, but then falling back into flow and us as humans, I really find we 
we need a framework essentially to know like, okay, let's do this. And then let's do this. The mind wants to have a systematic way of operating. It's why we have calendars, right? It's why we have a work day. It's why there's daylight savings time. Like we like the systematic flow. So this week, as we shift into this first quarter and this beautiful conversation about how, you know, your masculine side is definitely something that is a powerful and efficient and keeps us going, but also pay attention to the cues of when it is time to actually rest and recover and how that's showing up for you in your body, like noticing and tapping into that part of you, that sacral. And like, I don't know about you, but do you ever like ask, I, I will ask how my sacral feels today. I don't know if that's weird. <laughs> no, I love that. Yes. I tap into that. I'm, I'm always like, even just like touching it. Like I'm so like yeah. into asking and the wisdom that is in that space is like crazy, crazy. Like you, and more people should be talking to their sacral, like a hundred percent. And I love the moon. I like, I, I have loved learning more about the moon energy and how it has that feminine and masculine, like both ends. Like I'm, I'm loving that because I really actually am someone that I love, like routine and calendars and planning things out. And it's nice to have a way that I can understand how I can add that feminine, also that an element into the planning and into the like to-do list and, and stuff, instead of just like making these lists and doing them and not stopping. Yeah. It's so it's been so in your like the moon logic magic school is just being, I love it. I love everything I'm learning there. It's, it's taking my journey with the divine feminine and divine masculine to like a whole other level with using this like moon magic in it. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad. Cause it's been one of these things that I don't know if you've ever had like an idea download into you where you've known that you've had to create it. And then it's like, my goodness, but this is really big. And it really came about creating this uh, moon logic magic school through all of the times people came to me and said, do you have like something that I can log into and get the details I need? And I was like, oh, no, are you asking for that? And then I got like 15 more people that week who asked the same question. And the universe is quite amazing how, if you're listening, it will really tell you exactly what your next step is. And, you know, spoiler alert here, it's usually the thing you reject the yeah. thing you say you can't do where I don't know how to do that. I'm not ready for that. Right? It's usually like exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, yeah. Next. <laughs> yeah. So. That's, that's actually kind of like how it was for my membership. <laughs> I never thought I would do anything like this, that I was more of like a, get teaching kind of stuff out and then like step back and kind of be there to help you a little bit and support you. But really you're, you're way more on your own, like less of that, like connective piece. Not that I don't like connecting with people, but, uh, um, but yeah, no, that's sort of how exactly how it was. I was at, till I got this huge message that like, you know, I, you have to create, you have to create when I was really low in that grief period in my, after my miscarriage. And I was like, create what, like what? And I didn't, wasn't really listening um, at that time. And I was, but I was looking and craving like community and a membership where I could find all these, this, this definite connection to divine feminine and working with that. And also that like mental spirituality aspect still being there as well as just a really amazing supportive kind of like community. And I, I went in and like, joined a few memberships, like 
for a month or whatever, and nothing felt right. And I was like, what the hell is wrong? Like, where can you please just show me what membership I'm supposed to join? And they were like, no, create it, create your own. And then here we are. And I feel amazing. Like it was really hard though. Like I had to heal a lot. Like there was a lot of triggers that came up as I was healing this, like sister wound. So the light of the wild goddess membership here, right. And, and this thing that you essentially created that asked to be created through you, tell us a little bit about more, uh, what goes on within this. I know you infuse a lot of your, your Reiki healing into this membership too, right? Yes. It's actually like I'm bringing all. So I really believe that when we go out to like mentor people and work with people and help them on their journey, like no matter what it is you're working in that it's, it's always nice to be like a couple steps ahead of them. Sometimes I find like when, when you go to get a coach and they're like way like out there, it's really hard to relate. Like they're making like tons of money and you're like just starting out and it's like, okay, but I can't like afford half of what you're telling me type thing, right? Like the steps just sometimes don't align because you're at such different places. So this is pretty much, it's so closely connected to where I am in the journey that I'm on, which is why I, I feel so great about it being like a membership. So it's so much less about in mentoring. You're kind of like you're here and everyone else is, is here and they're just starting off or learning about whatever you're teaching on or mentoring on. So with the membership, I'm a few steps ahead of the people that are coming into it or, or like quite a few of them coming into it, but we all are going to be learning together. It's a place we're all learning together and we're all like at the same level. So in it, there is Reiki. We have, we will be working with the moon because I am obsessed now with, with working with the moon and incorporating that into like as many aspects in my life as possible. So we'll have some moon ceremonies. So new moon, um, Reiki charging ceremonies. So you'll come in with your intentions and we'll all like get together virtually in sacred circle. And we will share our intentions and really talk about it and charge them in that way, just by putting them out in the universe. And then myself and there's a couple other ladies that are in there right now already that are also have the Reiki. So me and them, we will do then like a Reiki share and um, charge the intentions of everyone that's there with Reiki. So we'll add that extra like divine element, which I really love. I personally charge all my intentions, all my goals with Reiki because I love that knowing that now it's, it has that divine, that healing, that beautiful, limitless energy. And it really allows me to mentally let myself step back even more into that surrendering phase, because I know that the universe is right there, like helping if it's meant for me, right? It's there. It's charged with Reiki. Okay. I can step back and surrender more. Um, And we'll also do a full moon, like Reiki and release ceremony. So with whatever's coming up during that full moon, we will also incorporate the Reiki into more of a meditation type setting um, where I will add Reiki into the meditation for people. And yeah, it it will just allow us to release, shed what is coming up for us in a very safely grounded, divine guided way. 
there um there's three different membership options so people that sign up for the like fully awakened membership they actually also get incorporated uh reiki session like every month as well within their membership which i think is very important because reiki has like i said it's been such an important tool in my like self-healing toolbox and i i want my, all the members in there to get to experience that too as because it is it is a healing space right we are tapping into that divine feminine we are healing we are you know coming back home to ourselves that's like the main goal of everyone in there um so having that reiki element that you can add in there monthly and know that you're going to get that extra divinely guided like healing is is i think awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. I think this is incredible that the sense of community to walk that healing journey together. And, you know, that analogy of like, you really gotta have been in your client's shoes, but also not so far removed that you mm. forget the struggle of it because being in that is pain sometimes of what it is that you're helping people work through is the reason they connect with you, right? Cause you're on the same wavelength of really understanding and I love how you're infusing the, the moon energy into what you're doing. This is like my, my biggest dream come true to have like other spiritual entrepreneurs really like coming into the magic school and using your brilliance and then infusing some of the little bits of knowledge that you're gaining there and putting it out into the world and also working with other Reiki healers and like the stretch and the reach that keeps happening through that ripple effect mm -hmm. is just so beautiful to see. Now in this first quarter moon energy and presenting in Virgo, it's very much so that practical humbling energy where you are in this container of support as you walk through your business with your clients, rather than it being like an ego sense of I'm your leader and here to show you how to do things because we're all still walking through our stuff and dealing with our own healing journey. So this week, I'm going to encourage you to take another step forward. If you're listening today on your path and the thing that's really calling you forward to create, to say yes to that is, you know, knocking on that window and you haven't necessarily opened the door yet to what it is, allow yourself to actually say yes to something this week that is speaking to you. Maybe that's connecting here with Bailey Moore to learn about the light of the wild goddess membership. And maybe it is looking into like, how is Reiki infused intentions with your new moon ceremonies, like going to blow out of the water, everything else that you've been doing. So I love that so much. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Definitely Instagram. I do a lot of my business on Instagram and it's where I kind of like dedicate the most of my work time um, on there. I try not to be on, I try not to be on social media too much just because it's, you know, it takes away from um, my time with my kids and stuff. And I do have a tendency to dissociate any way I can, whether that has been in the past with alcohol and drugs and my phone. So I, I really try not to be there too often. And I turn my notifications off pretty much on everything, but Instagram, I do check regularly. I love that having those healthy boundaries and like showing up as the leader that really 
you know, can be vulnerable and say, these are the points that I know that I need to do and not do. I just love that so much. So thank you for being real and honest. And like I said, in the beginning, a magical human, cause I really adore you. I think you're quite awesome and you've got some amazing things coming your way in this lifetime. You're just kind of at the beginning here with everything that's to come. So thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. Like I said earlier, like I'm honored to have even gotten this opportunity to be here. Thank you for holding space in this way for so many other people too. It's so beautiful. I do. I love the podcast so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. And if you're listening, reach out to Bailey today, check out her stories on Instagram. It's totally her jam. You will love it. You'll fall in love with her as well. And we will have you all join us next week as well. I'm just beaming with light over here, thinking about what's possible for you in your life. Be excited for change. Give yourself permission to grow and share this space with me weekly to tap into that potential. If you're intrigued to know more about my story of rock bottom to passion-filled and spiritually inspired, grab your copy of my best-selling book, Home of the Soul, on my website, www.coachkady.com. And remember, Katie is spelled K-A-D-Y. While you're there, check out all of the ways to create magic in your own life, including Moon Logic Magic School, spiritual coaching, and options to visit the Enchanted Forest. Remember to sign up for your free monthly moon magic calendar to know when the moon is shifting and how to harness that energy to grow your business. And connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Katie Romaniolo or moonlogic.official. This has been the Moon Magic Podcast. Until next week, I love you to the moon and back.